0: If we've learned anything from the Three Little Pigs, it's really a bad idea to construct a building out of straw. However, the person we're about to meet has demonstrated that it's far from the truth. I'm Robert Colangelo, here with Greensense, where we bring you eco-innovations that make economic sense, such as novel green building materials. We're joined by Anthony Denti, Principal Engineer with Verdant Structural Engineers. Anthony, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Robert. Great to be here with
0: you. Well, let's start out simple. Straw is the leftover uh, dry stalks of grains such as wheat and rice, and they could be excellent building materials. You have several other projects, uh, but the one that caught our eye uh, were the walls and insulation uh, materials made from straw. At first, it might seem like an ineffective building material. So let's explore the benefits and limitations of using straw as a green building material. Sound good?
1: That sounds great.
0: All right, so you start out. What are the benefits?
1: The benefits are, uh, well, easily said, the ones that meet the eye. It's a natural material. It uh, can be locally sourced. It's um, maybe what doesn't meet the eye is that it's highly insulative, uh, especially when you're using a, um, a thicker wall system with traditional bales. But we can talk more about the building science advancements that have stepped forward for for thinner wall systems and and maximizing thermal capacity. But uh, the Carbon storing qualities of material are really what's stepping up to the forefront in the carbon quantification era that we are finding ourselves in.
0: Can you explain that a little more?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Straw is a a biogenic material. It uh, absorbs carbon into its cells through photosynthesis in its life. And uh, it's it's an agricultural byproduct. So traditionally in the field, they would compost that. Uh, material each year. And that carbon would then be released in the same sun cycle that it was absorbed. But if you encapsulate that and store it properly um, with the proper techniques, uh, that carbon will not be released. Uh, So we're not talking about using less fossil fuel to make a material. We're actually talking about taking carbon out of the atmosphere and storing it in a material. So it's a different concept and we call it uh, negative carbon.
0: Well, that's a great benefit. Uh, What about price? Uh, A lot of Agricultural products will vary throughout the year or throughout years, and their price is uh, straw constant in its price.
1: Uh, s- straw's used year round by farmers, and it it, it obviously has a cycle. Uh, but if you if you manage your projects appropriately, uh, there is an abundance of the material across the country and across the globe, uh, and it's it's being stored in uh, in barns as it's been for you know centuries. And so you just need to engage with that process and uh, uh, in the appropriate way that meets your needs.
0: Any other benefits?
1: Any other benefits? It's, it's a non-toxic material. It can be locally sourced because of its abundance. Uh, uh, being non-toxic, it, it uh, doesn't off-gas in your home. Um, it can be more, it, it can be built with more accessible building techniques than uh, other conventional building systems that require uh, more intense machinery uh, that kind of isolate themselves to a to a stronger or a uh, very skilled uh, body type.
0: So let's get into the limitations. Uh, what are the key limitations?
1: The limitations to straw construction, uh, education has a lot to do with it. Uh, the construction industry is a well-established um uh, factor in our society, and so the the norms of that industry are prevalent. Labor is the main cost in most buildings in the U.S., and so uh, adding variables that people aren't used to, uh, you know, it, it adds cost because of that. And uh, secondarily, uh, there's there's different ways to build with straw. We'll, we'll get talking about our attempts to make that more efficiently. But a lot of straw bale buildings uh, are residential, and they're built with the whole bale construction uh, stacked one bale at a time uh, using these giant fluffy blocks as a masonry element. And that can take time and that can take human power. Although if you have a team of people in a community around, it can be really fun.
0: Well, I assume that this uh, has limitations into the kinds of structures. You're not going to see bales of straw building skyscrapers. So tell us about the limitations or what kind of structures are best uh, built using straw.
1: Yeah, it's a good question. It has a lot to do with what uh, type of system you're trying to use. Um, strictly bale building would be limited to one, two stories. Um, you, uh, there's, there's caveats there, but most general approaches to uh, full bale building would be one to two story uh, buildings. Um, and you can go higher when you, the more you decouple your structural system from your straw. And it's uh, through approaches like that that have led us to prefabricated straw bale panel products that um, we're really eyeing the the mid-rise commercial industry, um, you know, uh, the three to five story uh, mixed use commercial buildings to take advantage of the commercial benefit of these very ecologically sound qualities of the building material um, and uh, so there's a there's a range of buildings, but you're right the uh, the massive skyscrapers are are not the target for this material.
0: What about these tilt up uh, concrete industrial buildings? Can you build those out of a straw?
1: Well, if it's a tilt up concrete wall, you can do a straw bale wrap, and a lot of people are doing straw bale wraps on uh, existing warehouses, even existing residences. We've worked on, and. Uh, therefore, once again, kind of decoupled from the structural system and you're just using its insulation qualities to uh, achieve your goals.
0: Well, the bane of the green building industry is the building code, (laughs) something that promotes mediocrity and is very inflexible. When you're building with straw, how does the building code fit in?
1: Uh, Well, the building code fits in with anything we're building with. Uh, You know, I I would say legal buildings and uh, they're the Uh, There have been incredible advancements uh, in the past, I would say, decade, 15 years in the building code for straw construction and uh, uh, organizations like the California Straw Builders Association, CASBA, Mm -hmm. has uh, really put together great. There's an
0: association for everything. Yeah, there there is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But they put together great teams of people that have uh, gathered together the research to uh, draft building codes. There's uh, a. Appendix in the International Residential Code, it's appendix S, and uh, on straw bale construction for residential buildings, uh, my business partner, uh, our senior engineer, Kevin Donahue, was uh, one of the lead proponents of that code amongst uh, many other great minds that contributed to that.
0: So let's talk a little bit about worker training. Uh, You know, there's a union for carpenters, there's a union for sheet metal workers, for iron workers. What about straw? Uh, How do people get trained and how do they learn how to build buildings using straw?
1: There's a lot of workshops people can get engaged with. Um, I mentioned Casba. Uh, there's the National Building Association in in Colorado and a number of other organizations and 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 private entities that offer workshops for people to learn. But also the the techniques do involve wood framing and and uh, and carpentry skills. It's it's not that far off from uh, conventional wood frame building in certain respects you still have the same type of wood you still have the same type of uh wood roof you still have the same type of foundation system um so those already practicing conventional especially wood frame construction um shouldn't be too fearful of the steps needed to to take them to a place of engaging with straw buildings
0: so let's talk a little bit about the product that's used uh it comes from the farm, but are there special companies that are manufacturing these into, you know, building blocks?
1: Yes, uh, and that can take a few routes. First, straight from the farm, there are whole bale buildings, which I've talked about here. Um, but there's also um, there's one company called Stack Block, which is taking the straw material and compressing it into smaller, uh, denser blocks uh, with cavities in the center for vertical reinforcing. Um, uh, us here at Verdant, uh, recently received an EPA SBIR grant to develop a prefabricated straw wall panel system. And, uh, the, we aren't the only ones trying to develop, develop a prefabricated wall panel system, uh, new frameworks, uh, out in Vermont and EcoCocone, um, which is a Lithuania company, but, uh, working in the U S. Uh, there, those are also great companies doing great things, but we're trying to achieve at Verdant something that isn't being done yet and really, uh, taking advantage of building science advancements to thin the wall out, make it lighter and make it more of a normal shape that, uh, conventional contractors are used to building
0: with. Straw has been around for a long time. Where did the idea come from to use this as a building block?
1: Straw building state back, uh, Hundred hundred fifty years back to when the baling machine was first invented, and I believe the the f- first idea that was probably the origin was just simply that these are giant fuzzy blocks, and probably a good idea to try to build with them.
0: And has there been some technological change that have made them uh, uh, new again and uh, more prolific? There
1: was a boom in in architecture and building science attention around the nineties, and that uh, that. Uh, structural testing, thermal testing, uh, moisture testing, uh, moisture modeling, and has that's evolved into this. Uh, what turned into a really focus, uh, a big focus on carbon quantification that we're experiencing right now, which is our our main driver uh, for using this material. And the uh, there's there's been a lot of really great researchers that have uh, put a lot of time into this. Uh, the late Dr. Mark Asheim at Santa Clara University and others. Um, that uh, their work translated into these building codes that we're now able to cite, uh, have an easier time not using this as an alternative material in the code. It's a, it's a fully codified material when you're working with appendix S in the residential realm.
0: Can you give us some specific examples of straw buildings and maybe the different kinds of, of uh, materials used and the applications that, that are actually built and uh, operating now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, there's, There's your standard, uh, you know, flat bale approach. You can put the bales on edge and uh, uh, which gives you about an 18 inch wall thickness, a little thinner uh, for applications that's important for. And then you can also put the bales on end uh, and uh, which gives you a a 24 inch spacing between bales. And some people are putting studs in between those and Mm -hmm. actually applying uh, a plywood sheathing shear wall system to the exterior face it's important to be conscious of how many u.s perms is the units that we talk about uh permeability in in this country it's important to be conscious of how much permeability you have because these systems this the straw is a hydroscopic material so it absorbs moisture in high humidity and it releases it in low humidity and you don't want to seal your buildings up completely you want to allow them to breathe and that's a, a key important variable but Those are the three main full bale systems. And then uh, from there, we break down into modular systems. And I mentioned the stack block system, which is uh, a little bit different, more dense uh, individual block system.
0: Is there a poster child for a uh, a straw building?
1: There a poster child for a straw building. The Real Goods building uh, at the Soar Living Institute uh, in Hopland, California um, was a poster child for quite a long time. Um, uh, it's, it was on the cover of, uh, design of straw bale buildings by Bruce King. Uh, one of the main straw bale texts for a long time. Um, it's, it's been a bit superseded by, uh, I would say the straw bale building details book that Caspa produced. Uh, I was a contributing author to that recently. And, um, but uh, yeah, I, I would highlight that building. It's a beautiful building, um, uh, designed by Ark and Architects.
0: How competitive are these cost-wise? Um, they're.
1: It depends on what your labor source is right now, really, and, and what type of building you're building. But these panels that we're developing uh, through the EPA, our intention is uh, is bringing down cost uh, by bringing down weight, by increasing efficiency on the job site. Um, so we're really trying to make straw building accessible to people who might not even know straws in the wall panel that they're building. Uh, it's uh, If we can kind of get into that Uh, connect the dots there in a way that it's no different to a conventional builder.
0: Well, you're also working with uh, hempcrete, which is really uh, a hot new material. Talk a little bit about that and how does it compare to straw?
1: Yeah, we're working with hempcrete um, and we're, uh, you know, hemp lime, we refer to it as, uh, there's a new uh, building code appendices going in for hemp lime. uh, And it's, it's kind of in this suite of natural building appendices that have been developed we've been doing the structural work on quite a number of them the cob building appendix the straw bale building appendix um and there's also a light straw clay building appendix and uh these all these materials have their qualities and their their right applications uh it uh hemp lime or hempcrete is a biogenic material like straw so it's also storing carbon um it's also uh a agricultural waste product and it uh it it's, it's uh, encased in a lime um, matrix and also held between wood studs typically. So it's not that different than the straw system, but it is never in, uh, I guess, a bale form. It's always in a, uh, a monolithically shaped or um, or a kind of block creation, almost like an adobe uh, in between studs.
0: Well, this is the most important question you're calling from the Berkeley, California area. Are you in a straw building?
1: I am not in a straw building. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a very old wood stud building, uh, which, which I also love uh, these types of buildings. They have a lot of character.
0: Um, uh, Anthony, is there anything you'd like to add to our uh, conversation in closing?
1: Uh, I would just say that anyone's interested in getting involved with uh, carbon storing wall systems to, to please reach out at, uh, to us at Verdon Structural Engineers or any of these organizations I mentioned. Uh, we're developing the straw wall panel system uh, with the help of the EPA and the SBIR grant system. And if uh, people would like to be part of the beta project or, uh, or invest or get involved in any way, uh, please reach out. And, uh, you know, as a straw bale pioneer once said, Mats um you might hear bad news about what happened with the pigs and their straw buildings, but it's not advisable to have pigs uh, building your
0: buildings. (laughs) Well, in closing, uh, I have one last question. Are these straw buildings uh, used in specific geographic areas or are they used throughout the country?
1: They're used throughout the country. uh, There is some testing going on and how applicable they are to, um, uh, regions around the equator, uh, with the extremely high humidity regions. There's some folks that built uh, some some test buildings uh, down in Haiti and are monitoring them closely. Um, but they're uh, but they are being built all across the United States, Canada.
0: That's Anthony Denti with Verdon Structural Engineers. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Greensense. Subscribe to our podcast at GreensenseFarms.com. And be sure to check out the Green Sense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on News Radio 1059, WBBM, Chicago.